simply helping veterans at a hospital means a lot. For over 47 years, Help Heal Veterans, a not-for-profit organization with the support of citizens like you, has created, manufactured, and distributed therapeutic art and crafts projects for our veterans and military at no charge to them. As a national veteran service organization, Help Heal Veterans supports VA hospitals, patients at home, and our active military. Together, Help Heal Veterans and volunteers like you have delivered over 32 million therapy kits to injured and recovering veterans. To volunteer or learn more, visit HealVets.org. That's HealVets.org. Ladies, have you ever felt bloated for no good reason? Pelvic pain or pressure? Too full, too fast? even if you're eating just a little bit? Not so unusual, right? But if you have any of these things and they go on for two weeks or longer, see a doctor. Because bloating, feeling too full too fast, and pelvic pain or pressure that doesn't go away can be signs of a gynecologic cancer, like cervical, ovarian, or uterine cancer. And if your periods are heavier or longer than usual, or you have bleeding after menopause, see a doctor right away. It may be nothing, but find out for sure. Learn the symptoms, listen to your body. For more information about gynecologic cancers, call 1-800-CDC-INFO. That's 1-800-CDC-INFO. A message from HHS and CDC's Inside Knowledge Campaign. Here's your AccuWeather forecast on Rejoice 101.3. It'll be mostly cloudy today, a thunderstorm in some spots this afternoon and this evening. Today's high 89. Tonight, partly cloudy, low 70. On and off sun tomorrow, Monday's high 82. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, low 69, and partly sunny Tuesday, high 84. Wednesday, sunny at first, then clouds move in, thunderstorms in spots in the afternoon, high 90. For AccuWeather on Rejoice 101.3, I'm Sally Sherman. If anyone asks, you're listening to Rejoice, WREJ, Richmond, 101.3 FM, 990 AM. Hi, this is Tammy Mobley. I am a survivor of domestic violence. My personal mission is to educate and inform people about the red flags in an unhealthy relationship and the effects of domestic violence. This show, we will also talk about life challenges, incarceration, health scares, factors of racism, and much more. Let's start surviving today. Welcome to Beyond Surviving with Tammy, where we recognize, empower, and support survivors. I am your host, Tammy Mobley, domestic violence survivor and advocate, certified empowerment and relationship coach. Today's guest I have in the studio with me is Pastor Kenneth Harvey. He is a retired U.S. Army First Sergeant, and he is in here, and he will be talking about surviving medical injuries. Do not go anywhere right after this commercial break, and we will meet Pastor Harvey. Hi, I'm Mama Shells of Mama Shells Cafe, home of the Soul Rolls, located at 10811 Hall Street Road. Give us a call at 804-912-1644 or order online at mamashells.com. Ask us about our off-site catering options. We also offer online ordering through Grubhub, Uber Eats, and DoorDash. Follow us on social media at Mama Shells Cafe. That's Mama Shells. We're Seoul, south of the James. Hi, my name is Markeisha harris Minor, and I am the creator of Blocal Search. I have a question for you. Are you looking to locate black-owned businesses across the country? Well, you need to download Blocal Search. 
Local Search is a nationwide directory and app for locating black-owned businesses in all 50 states. To get listed, make sure you visit www.blocalsearch.com and download the app, available in the Apple App Store and Google Play Store for free. Welcome back to Beyond Survivor with Tammy, where we recognize, empower, and support survivors. We are welcoming our guest in studio today, Pastor Kenneth Harvey. Thank you, and welcome to the show. Yes, ma'am. I'd like to thank you and your staff for having me here today on this platform. Without this, uh, we would never be able to talk about survivors and how we survive. We survive. Yes, good morning. And thank you. I want to also thank you for your service because it says you are a retired U.S. Army First Sergeant. So thank you for your service as well. Well, I always return that flavor with a flavor. Uh, thank you for your service. Without you being here, what would we come back to? Uh, more or less chaos. But, uh, <laughs> you're, you're part of what's good here. Thank you. Thank you. So we're going to go get right into it. So you, um, we were looking for survivors um, of medical injuries, and you suffered two severe medical injuries. Do you want to tell us about them? Well, I, I like to say that uh, I suffered more than just two uh, mm. significant injuries. I, I could take you back to uh, a lot of history on that, but particularly uh, we'll start with the traumatic brain injury while I was on active duty. I broke my neck while I was on active duty, and I broke my neck while I was at a disabled uh, veterans event in Aspen, Colorado, uh, back in 2019. So I would say that uh, when you talk about surviving from that point of view, tragedy follows me. But uh, one thing uh, I want to return back to just for a moment is uh, let's give uh, this morning uh, glory to the Lord uh, for having this staff here doing what they're doing and Miss Tammy for thank doing you. what she's doing. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you for being here again. So I know you said you had more than two severe injuries, but your first one I was seeing, and I don't know if it was your first one, is that it actually ended your military career because you um, were diagnosed with a traumatic brain injury. Uh, yes, ma'am. I um, was in a vehicle accident on the way for some follow-up surgery on uh, 495, heading to Walter Reed Army Hospital. I had passed out at the wheel and uh, hit a bridge abutment. Next thing I know, I was in Alexandria Hospital, laying on the table waiting to be shuttled to Walter Reed. I was in the hospital for approximately two and a half years. Uh, I was home on what they call convalescent leave for about a year. Uh, recovering uh, from uh, a lot of the injuries that were caused. One of them was I had amnesia. I didn't know my family, didn't know my, my mother and father. I had to learn how to talk all over again. Uh, they put a in place a team of doctors who uh, actually facilitate my return. Um, I lost my, um, and I use that word, uh, I lost my wife in that, uh, that, that injury because uh, I think she couldn't, uh, ideally think about what whether I was going to make it back. And so uh, we ended up uh, separated because it, it was a long recovery, hard on the family, stressful. And when you talk about surviving, you talk about how uh, that's going to impact your family. And, and, and that's, a, uh, that's a word called crisis because you're in, in surviving, you're, you're, you're in a crisis mode. So um, as I walked through that, with the clinical specialist that was surrounding me, I was able to move forward and become um, uh, returned to what my kids would say, uh, both Sheree and Kendra, 
they would say, Dad, you're more approachable because before he was high speed, high strung out, who are who are doing doing the army thing. And so I think the message there would be that sometimes when we don't pause and we don't think about what God wants from us, uh, he brings along brokenness. And brokenness is that time in the hospital, that time to reminisce and ruminate about the things that we should be doing, the things we could do mm-hmm. better. So not knowing my kids and then had all these pictures on the hospital wall uh, describing this, this is your family. Uh, that was a, a shock. I, as a matter of fact, I was told by the psychologist to play right, you know, play right in your mind that you know these people. But it was horrible. I, I'd, I'd go home and I literally broke down in tears. I cried. I cried because I didn't want to play right. I wanted to know who mm-hmm. Kenneth was and who Kenneth belonged to. Because uh, when you're in tragedy and it's uh, outside your control, you have to find a way to mitigate that. And when you don't find that way, you end up uh, in more tragedy. You end up beating yourself up. You end up uh, listening to folks who are actually attempting to help you. And if you hear me, audience, uh, use the word try, I think they should remove that word from the dictionary. Because trying is like being stuck in a puddle of water and you're traveling along, but you're not getting anywhere. So when you want to move forward, use the word working on it. You know, Find some adjective or some word that's going to keep you moving down the, the range to be excited about all those things that are coming at you. So at that period in time, I was broken mm-hmm. you know, from head to toe, neck, uh, uh, broken uh, chest bones, uh, neurological uh, damage, uh, some heart problems. Uh, speech impediment, of course, you will hear uh, some of that drag along as I speak today. Um, and so I have a, a battery of, of, of brokenness uh, about me. So here we're talking about three incidents, uh, the, the, the initial thing that ended my career. And, and I have to say it was a sad day because I, I worked for a man um, and uh, 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 and I'm going to say lady, but officer uh, and another gentleman uh, who is now Major General uh, Diana Hollins in Mississippi uh, Corps of Engineers. She was my company commander. And uh, when we met, she says, I heard a lot about you, but I'm not sure we can work together. She says, what can I do to make this thing work right? I looked behind her desk, and I said, give me that dictionary, ma'am. I threw a dictionary in the trash. I said, you're a West Pointer. You don't have time to be looking at a dictionary. You let me lead, you get out front, we go into uh, a briefing, and we'll brief together, we'll talk together, we'll be wrong together, but the one thing we will never do as leaders, we won't fight in front, in front of our people. Mm-hmm. And this is after your accident, This when you were talking to this, um, you know, like this well, is after the accident that you were in, that um, have you in a hospital for two years? Well, no, actually this was before. I'm just kind of dropping uh-huh. back somewhat because... Uh, the, the history of the action took away the action that I was involved in in uh, taking care of people. Mm-hmm. So when, you, when, when you're taking care of people and, and you get hurt, you go back to the past and you think about all the things that got you there. Why am I in the hospital? Why, why did this uh, injury happen? Why did I have to have a TBI? So you hear a lot of folks talk about, well, look, um, don't... Uh, don't go back to the past. Don't don't think about the past. Forget about it. I'm going to tell you as a pastor, maybe some won't agree, your past is your marker. Your past is your present. Your past is your future. And so without knowing what the past 
is, is about and what happens to you and understand why it happened and why my career had to end uh, uh, under a dis- disability, I would say uh, God was talking to me. He mm-hmm. says, you, you're moving too fast. You don't see your kids that much. You, you're not engaged with your family. And so that not being engaged, then getting hurt, then losing my wife because of the injury. And she, she, she was always a good woman at that time. Um, and, and we're still good friends, I like to think. Uh, we, we have to understand when things happen to us, that in and of itself is a, is a, a survivor it's hard, moment. Right. It's, 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 it's hard. Sometimes and, I, it, and it really, like, I was listening to you because, um, like, a lot of my listeners don't know that I was, my first week I wasn't here was because of vacation, but the second week I was here because I was in a car accident. Oh, wow. So when I'm listening to you, like, it's just bringing up all these emotions for right. me because mm-hmm. um, I was in a head-on collision actually and it's just only God that I'm here alive and I was just thinking you know you said you lost your wife and I don't know if I had what would have happened if I had lost my spouse mm-hmm. um you know not, not being it because my son and my um spouse was really um affected by by it so if I'm getting choked up it's because it's just don't so fresh don't worry <laughs> for me don't worry um but thank you thank you for sharing your your story because like I said it's just um really close right now yes, ma'am. um and i'm sorry to for my audience for choking up no don't don't do it but um, let, let me share that choking up with you look um i was such a whore kind of person and and and, and a man that uh, would would dare to cry mm-hmm. I, I i won't dare to cry now i'll cry i everybody needs to cry everybody needs to cry uh, you got to be honest with yourself. You got to own that 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 spirit of loss. You know, because that's what you're doing. You're losing along the way. Um, the, the the worst part about that period really wasn't an accident. It was about the emotions of the people around me. Mm-hmm. It was about my my daughters telling me, and I really didn't know them. They said, "Dad, I, I'm your daughter," and I'm looking. Nah, I don't have no kids. But to hear their 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 feelings and, and for them to tell me. But Dad, I can approach you now. I can talk to you. You're listening. Where was I at all before that? Mm-hmm. Where was that? You know, what was my task? Was it to be all army? Was it to be a father? Was it to be a husband? Where was I going? Right. What was I doing? So when when you think about the pain and the injury and, and the suffering I was going through to get back to norm, the suffering that I had to go through was to hear the the two beautiful women that I have in my life today, besides my wife, uh, and not to exclude my mother, who's still living at 83 years old and kicking around making up a whole bunch of fuss if you're out there <laughs> listening, um, it's important to, 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 to cry. And so when you get emotional, that's telling. That's like, uh, that's the past. You know, you, you, you're traveling, and I use things like, uh, uh, are you listening? You know, God's whispering. You ever go up, come out the front door and you think that, well, hey, look here, uh, someone just touched me on the shoulder. Someone just went by, just a peekaboo. And then there's some words, but you can't see anybody. Mm-hmm. But those those angels surrounded around you, those family members who went on and making sure you protected. So go ahead and cry because they're going to hug you. <laughs> yeah. They're going to hug you. I'm going to take a pause because we have some <laughs> stuff popping up on my feed. Um, good morning again. Um, your beautiful wife is on here, so you grew from that um, broken place, Ken, good for you. Um, Clarence Molly, my husband said, what would you say to other broken people rehabbing in facilities for years? You were in there for two years, not knowing your family. 
or anything, but I want to say, um, um, Babe Op Simple, say God is good. Jalea said, it's okay, Tammy. We love you. Thank you, Leela. Thank you for tuning in. That was Ms. J. God is on time. Ken is vessel. Ken, the vessel for your message. We are grateful that you are here today. Um, oh, you have a good morning from Sandra Bennett, from Gregory and Sandra. So, um, incredible testimony. Ooh, we have a lot that popped up on here today. So, good morning. Good morning. Good morning for tuning yeah. in. Once again, we are in here with Pastor Kenneth Harvey. And your question, um, again, from Clarence Mobley is, how would you, um, my, my feed went went back up. Um, what would you say to other broken people rehabbing and facility for years? I, I would say this first. Uh, dig deep. Dig deep. Because whoever you are, whoever you might be, you might be uh, unknown to yourself, but your spirit is still there. It's there. It, so dig deep. Go back to the roots. You know, you ever hear the story when your mom and dad say to you, don't forget where you come from. Mm -hmm. See, your mind won't allow you to do that. You, your mother and father will remind you that when you visit home. So if you go back to the roots, the place where you've learned everything you need to know, your parents have carried you on. And, and I, 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 when I started digging for who I was or who I should be or what I was supposed to know and what I was supposed to understand, I started just drifting backwards. I started falling in this amidst. And when I got back there, I said, there I am. I'm still not sure, but there's family around. There's people that I can be familiarized mm -hmm. with, but I couldn't be, be familiarized with what we've done together. Okay. So, so fall back on the family that you know. And there's going to be chaos in the family. But understand that that chaos is rooted in your change in your behavior about where you need to be. Reach out and grab onto it, hold on to it, and know that whatever they're attempting to do, there's a reason behind it. Right. And when how you, are you doing emotionally and mentally now with everything? Because you had a, you said you had another accident in 2019 um, that it was a injury that you you said resulted in your C3 and C5 vertebrae um neck injury so you had a lot of stuff going on because you're going back and forth you said with court and hipaa and how right. are you emotionally and mentally well uh, let, let me just say this um it, it's a it's a there i want to swallow some of my emotions because uh, <laughs> it gets hard 2019 was a, a tragic year for me because i had my wife president uh aspen colorado and we was on a fun trip a lot of folks don't know that the military does or the Department of Defense does some good things for the veterans, and we don't take advantage of it. So the first time opportunity to go ski and skiing in my life, I found out through my wife. She started sharing with me the programs I was missing that are there for veterans and their families to enjoy, to heal, to, to, to come back from the PTSDs and the stresses of their lives. And so if you start using those vehicles, you can start finding your way through. So when I had my accident, my wife had begged me to go snowshoeing and walking in the snow. I said, no, I'm a skier. I'm a trained skier. I know what I'm doing. I got out there that morning. The sun was blazing down on the ice. I quit myself for taking on that task. But the, the, the ice wouldn't allow me to stop. I had the ice net and a pole to choose from. I got about 10 seconds from that pole. And I did what you call a turn, and that turn slid me into the net. The net slung me back about 25 feet. I could see my skis in the air. When I came down onto the ground, I hit my shoulder. Mm -hmm. And being an ex-football player and someone who thinks that being down is wrong, I jumped up. 
And so by the time the instructors got over there and says, oh, you okay? I said, yes, ma'am, I feel all right. I just hit my shoulders. So she says, well, well, let's just walk down here. I said, I didn't come down here to walk down the hill. We're going to ski. I put my ski kicks back on, and we skied down to the bottom of the hill. And I put my equipment up. You weren't in any pain or anything at that time? Like, uh, Or you were just thinking that maybe you were in shock? or? Well, I think the adrenaline was going. Right. You, know, you get hyped up about speeding down that ski hope, and you think you're some kind of professional, <laughs> and you find out that you're not. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, and, 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 and I enjoyed what those folks were doing for me up there. And, and uh, it was uh, activities that some of the folks that are probably on this message in the day are familiar with, uh, going out and just take care of your mind, your body, and your soul. So when I got down there, uh, the instructor said, well, look, we need to get you to the clinic. Go ahead and put yourself up. And I walked from uh, about a quarter of a mile to the clinic. And by the time I hit the clinic door, it felt like someone came up to me with a bucket of hot coals and throwed it on my, on my shoulder. I, I was burning up. And, and so uh, as I got in, he says, what's the problem? I said, well, I hit my shoulder. I think something's wrong. The guy in said, we'll get, get the x-ray. They came back, and the technician says, Hey, did you know your neck was broken? I said, well, I'm not Superman. I don't have x-ray vision. Uh, so if it is broken, what do we do now? He said, well, we got to get you down to the hospital and confirm this. So he took me to the Aspen Hospital. Um, and uh, as I got there, they put me on the table, they took an x-ray and said, well, how did you get down here? I said, well, I took the, uh, the ambulance and sort of rolled down straight up. He said, well, you shouldn't have did that. He said, your, your, your neck is broken. And uh, but they couldn't do anything because I have a, a, a piece of equipment in my thigh that runs a wire down to my ankle. And because of that, they all they could do was sedate me, leave me in the hotel for a couple of days and prep me for a flight back home. So they flew me in uh, with all that pain. And, and the instructions was made because see, this man is walking around here with a broken neck like nothing is going on. But again, uh, uh, you know, did it, you it, do more damage from walking around? Like, if you had just stayed and they were able to mobilize you, would um, it made a difference I in don't, your recovery? I have to say, I don't know because I got up in such a rapid uh, scenario. Everybody thought, well, you know, he, maybe he just bruised his shoulders, and and I put my ski equipment up and I skied just like they had trained me. I finished that ski route just like they had trained me to do. I ended up at the, crossing the finish line. I put my skis on my shoulder, carried them up to the spot where we're supposed to drop them off at. I turned around, looked at the instructors like I'm looking over at you, and she said, are you okay? I said, I'm okay. I didn't start feeling anything until I got to the clinic. It's almost like I rang the doorbell, but the doorbell was my neck. Wow. It just ringing out, yelling out, and I wanted to scream. But I, I, I'll take you back a little bit. When you go to the... VA hospital, they have such good programs that you can take, like the VIP program, the veteran-integrated um, uh, program that allows you to be uh, in sync with yourself. It's more of a holistic program, just this narrow it down. And so you learn how to breathe. You learn how to deal with pain. You learn how to do Tai Chi. You learn how to do yoga. My wife brought me through all that. She showed me all that. And so when folks are running around talking about, well, the, 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 the VA can't heal me, the VA is the problem, the VA is this, I think you check yourself because it's not. <laughs> but I, so I want to go, go back to your um, injury real quickly. When you were, so, so you had this neck injury, um, and then there was something that happened with the DMV that you lost your driving um, ability. So the day say that you're totally disabled now, like that you can't do anything? 
Well, uh, as a result of all that, I got, um, let's just go back and do just look a little checklist. They kicked me out of school. They, mm-hmm. they, they stopped my school. I'm studying for my theological d- degree. Uh, they decided that I was not equipped enough to be in school on an online class uh, because I lost my driver's license and also because I went to uh, Texas to get my service dog down here, Seaver. Uh, so I got a notice in the mail saying, hey, look, uh, we're, we're going to take all that from you. So I appealed, and over eight months, I just returned back to school in uh, October of 2020. In the midst of that storm, um, I'm fighting uh, to find out why uh, folks believe that I have dementia. And I said, okay, well, if I got dementia, then why don't you let me get on the plane to, to go get my service dog? Then why did you do this and why did you do that? Why am I holding a three-point uh, six grade point average and uh, articulating my thoughts. Right. A person with, uh, you know, blah, 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 uh, not going to be running around thinking <laughs> of some imaginary thing to be and, uh, and and be diagnosed with something they don't have. So right. I, I. Is it, do you think you were diagnosed with that because of your past that, you know, you forgot everything? Do they, was there anything in your medical records that was. Well, safe for you to have dementia. Because my father had dementia, and no one knew mm-hmm. that he had dementia. He was going around, not until it really progressively got worse. Right. But um, in the beginning, no one knew he had dementia until I finally took him to the doctor. Well, anytime that you have a brain injury of any sort, whether it's through trauma or whether it's through cancer or whether it's through uh, uh, aneurysm or something to that effect, your cognitive skills are going to be tested. And so... Uh, but with the proper training, you can stay on track with that. So uh, when they got the material from the hospital, there was enough information in the uh, documentation that shared with the DMV that I had an old injury. So once they seen that TBI in there, uh, they decided that it was behoove them to get me off the highway. Uh, had they just looked at all the facts and rejected that document, then I wouldn't be uh, dealing with uh, uh, five senators, uh, legislative senators, and Senator um, King, if I can say that, uh, who has assisted me through this whole process. Um, anytime uh, that you get the kind of diagnosis that is, is done by a layman uh, or a technician, is not by a doctor or a neurologist, and the DMV has ultimate, and when I say ultimate, they have ultimate authority to wreck your life. And so my life was changed when all they could have done is just work out the problems that were going on in the hospital and come with some kind of solution. Okay, well, so are we going to own this? And uh, why don't we figure out how to get you into a controlled driving environment? I would accept it. I, I'm, I'm a leader. Mm-hmm. You know, Any of these don't want their mess out in the street. And right. so, so my job as someone who understands leadership is to work with the chain of command. Yeah. So when I went through the chain of command, the chain of command seemed to be helpful at first. But when they found out that the, the hole was getting large and they have fallen all off into it, now let's just throw the patient right. or the veteran under the bus. Not for, not just under the bus. I got rid over by a train, a tractor trailer, uh, airborne jump with no, with no shoot. Wow. Uh, everything so, everything yeah. you think of. I'm sorry to hear that. How can someone... Um, get in contact with you if they wanted to reach you. We have about three minutes left. How would somebody, if they wanted to reach you, find out more about your story, anything about the VA, anything about surviving a traumatic TBI, a traumatic brain injury, how could they reach you? 
Well, um, I'd like to say that I'll have to provide that information to you later. I don't want to give you any wrong information. Uh, we have uh, a video that's going to be coming out uh, to talk about my injury, telling my story in that uh, sense. Um, but I can get you that information, and we can provide that uh, okay. to you. Because you have day. a book also, don't you? Don't you uh, have a book? Yes, ma'am. I, I have two books. Uh, they're poetry books, um, and they were healing books. They, they were books that the doctors suggested I do. Okay. And uh, what is the name of your books, then? What's the name of them? Uh, both of them uh, are a chapter to uh, Father and Daughter's Journey. Father uh, and Daughter's Journey. Journey uh -huh. of Poetry. Okay, Father uh, and Daughter's Journey, a uh, journey of poetry. How uh, could they get the book? Uh, you can go on Amazon.com and just... Put in Father and Daughter's Journey of Poetry and pull it up. They're, they're out there to be sold if, if, if you want to copy that. And I have two other manuscripts in standing and working on the third. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for sharing your story. You are really a true um, survivor. Is there any last-minute things that you want to say? I heard you talking about your wife a lot. So I don't know if you've missed V. You want to come in here and stand by your husband and give him a hug or whatever. So <laughs> real quick and he could... <laughs> Well, she's smiling in yeah, here. Yeah, she, 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 uh, look, um, uh, all you folks out there that are husbands, uh, boyfriends, and girlfriends, whatever, look, just pay attention to details. Uh, take care of your home front. Take care of your queen. Because without this queen here beside me, I don't know where I would be. Uh, and then a brief uh, follow-up on the question about what would I tell those who uh, are survivors for a long period of time? Again, just dig deep. Become who you are through your power. And don't let anyone, and I'm going to say this again, don't let anyone hold you hostage. You're your own hostage taker. And get out there, get out front, tell your story, because when you don't, someone comes up behind you, and that harm that was caused you or anybody else, it continues to ride on. So if I can close with that, I'd like to give my beautiful wife a kiss. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if you Facebook listeners could see us in here. Thank you, D um, Dr. Harvey. Thank you, Pastor Harvey. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for being a survivor, and we're happy that you're still alive today just to share your story and inspire someone else. Thank you for your service. Once again, you're listening to Beyond Survivor with Tammy, where we recognize, empower, and support survivors. Tune in every Sunday right here on Rejoice 101.3 FM, 990 AM. Have a good week, and remember, your imperfections don't stop your greatness. Thank you for tuning in to Beyond Surviving with Tammy, where we recognize, support, and empower survivors. If you'd like to be a guest or sponsor on the show, email us at beyondsurvivingtammy at gmail.com. See you next time right here on Rejoice 101.3 FM, 990 AM at 10 AM every Sunday. And remember, your imperfections don't stop your greatness. If anyone asks, you're listening to Rejoice, WREJ, Richmond, 101.3 FM, 990.